Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, if you don't know by now, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 5 Grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. Oh, yeah. It's your boy, Mr. Savage O'Malley. Oh, yeah. We out here doing the podcast for all the people in the land. Yes, we are. Is it hot outside? Oh, yeah. Could be worse. That's not bad, actually. Yeah, it's in the 80s today. What's going on? It's your boy, Savvy Davis Jr. It is. A big skeezy for sheezy. How y'all doing? Um, Man. Yeah. Summer. We are. We're out here, man. We are. We're, uh, let's see. It's almost August, bro. Yes, it is, man. It's flying by. You know what's crazy is I mentioned on uh, a previous episode that I stopped by the uh, Marshalls. On uh, in Modesto, off yeah. of McHenry. Yeah, I remember that. Well, you know, it was right next to the Marshalls. The bi- and this was in July, early, mid July. The big sign up for the Spirit Halloween store coming soon. Already had the flag up on the front of the building saying this is where it's going to be. In fucking July, they're still tearing down the fireworks stands. They're still on the corners, the empty fireworks stands, and they got the Spirit Halloween letting you know that like that's like what. July, August, September. That's three months early, man. <laughs> like, You're probably three weeks away from starting to see Christmas stuff. So. Oh, shit. I, dude, I'm so broke right now. I can't even. I am so grateful and blessed that my kids are grown because Halloween costumes are expensive, dude. I can remember even when you would go out and like hit the thrift stores and mine for shit. Like, by the time you found just the right shirt, just the right hat, just the right pants. Oh, we need a belt to go with it. Oh, and we'll go to Walmart and get the mask. And then he's going to need a new bag and he needs a cane. Dude, you could spend $50 to $100 easily just mm-hmm. going out and putting together, especially if you tried to get creative and find that perfect costume. It, it, it was, it's a lot of money, dude. So I am love my kids. I love where they're at in their lives right now, but I'm very happy that they're grown and that's one less expense I got to worry about. I see that Halloween, Spirit Halloween banner, and I just see dollar signs, dude. I just am like, oh my God, oh, wait, I don't have to worry about that anymore. If my kids want to go to that store, that's on them now. That ain't on that ain't on Big Papa anymore. I don't spend that fucking money anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's Christmas and birthdays I got to worry about still. That never ends. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, I saw that banner and I was like, holy shit, in July? Like, when's that store going to open? Like, I didn't see a date, but I imagine probably in August it'll start cranking, man. Like, people who love Halloween are already thinking about their costumes, I guarantee it. Like, that, the hardcore Halloween fans. They love it, man. They probably have that shit in the closet ready to go since last year. You know, like, they may be good to go already. Like, it's never been my scene, but I do know the people that, like, 
we've talked about it before. There's Christmas people and there's Halloween people. I know those Halloween, you know. Oh just, yeah. I work I work with Christmas people that are like, yo, that that Christmas tree is up like in November. You know, and and it's it doesn't come down until January something. You know, like, ten years ago they were waiting for Thanksgiving to be over. Now they don't even care. That shit's up like oh, November eleventh. I work with people that are like, no, I've always been under the the. I love Thanksgiving, so for me it's like fuck no. There's two kinds of people: the tree before Thanksgiving or the tree after, and I'm always like tree after. I am not. Thanksgiving is its own separate holiday and should be treated as such. It's about family. It's about food. It's about gathering. It's about being thankful. It's about watching football, all that shit. Like the tree and Christmas does not come. And I put my foot down on this until after. Luckily, everybody in my house is in agreement with me. But I know those people that are like, oh, fucking no, November 1. <laughs> the mm-hmm. tree comes up, man. Yeah. And I'm like, no, fuck that. It's after. I don't care if it's the day after Thanksgiving, but it needs to be after Thanksgiving. It does not need to happen prior to. But I know plenty of people who don't feel the same way I do that are like, nope, I want that shit up as long as I can because I love Christmas so much. I want that tree in my life as long as possible. I need it in my life. Like, yeah, come come January 1, I'm like, okay, it's been pretty. Time to take it down. Like, it's time to go now. I'll, we're good. Enjoyed it. Loved it. Time to go. Although I did tell my wife last year, like, you know what's weird? It's like, because I walk my dog every night. How after Christmas, when people start taking the trees down, taking the lights down, you get used to everything being lit up and sparkly and pretty. And then all of a sudden it all gets stripped away and you're like, oh shit, it's just my old regular neighborhood again. (laughs) Oh man, Uh, it's just I own. Here it is. Just my plain old, no frills, no sparkle neighborhood again. And it takes, there's like a week where I got to adjust and then it's like normal again. And then now it'll start lighting up again here in a few months and I'm going to be like, oh shit. Like, but yeah, there's a moment where I'm like, oh wow, there's a gap in the living room where there's no tree and things look a little off. And then you adjust to it, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's coming. Whether we like it or not, the holidays are on the way, baby. When you when you see that, like the house seems so full, and there's like a different glow. Yes. And then like, you take it down, it does look empty. Yeah, there's a spot where the tree was where you're like, what was there before? You're like, did, was it always empty like that? This doesn't look right. And then you give it about a week, and you go, "Oh yeah, that's right. I don't need shit there. Like it's fine. It's okay." There's no, there's no reason for something to be there. For yeah, no yeah. Reason. But it does. There's this vacant, empty kind of like, oh, like, yeah. Like I said, I walk through my neighborhood and I go, "Oh, this walk is a lot less exciting now. It was really a lot of visual, sparkly things happening that are no longer happening." And it, and you just do it, and then it just becomes normal, and it's fine. It's my neighborhood. This is what it's. This is what it's supposed to look like. My neighborhood's not supposed to be. Uh, turned up to 10 on the sparkle meter. That's just for Christmas. That's what makes it special. Spark, the sparkleometer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a real thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, man, but it's coming. And, and, you know, I'm a big fan of Christmas and Thanksgiving, so I'm good with it. It's just when money's tight, I start to get nervous and worry. But you know what? Fuck that. That's not what really the holidays are about anyway. You know that's not. I mean? Yeah, it's... If you're so worried about that and so focused on the money, you've lost the true meaning of what the holidays are for. It's embrace your family, embrace your friends, and hold them tight because you never know what could happen, man. It's like, and that's really what it's about. But uh. so we're back, third episode in a row. I'm really proud of us. <laughs> we, we just just dominating we're, on all levels. We're, we're, the, we're, the, we're the Michael Jordan of podcasters. I'm pretty I mean, sure at pretty, this point. Yeah, I took that shit personal. <laughs> yeah, I you should have. Absolutely, we're here, baby. We're we're doing big things, dude. And it and it feels good to be back. It feels good to be doing this. Uh, three weeks in a row. So it's incredible. Uh, you know what, dude? I'm feeling a little old. I uh, was I was tagged in a Facebook post uh-oh. that uh, the my high school graduating class. Of, oh, whew, I thought and, it was uh, something I did. You know, you're good. Amador class of 93 is having their 30-year reunion. <laughs> you're so old. This June. I'm not talking about 94. Was 30 years since I graduated from high school this June. Uh, so they, I got tagged in a post. They're not doing anything fancy. I know a lot of graduating classes will rent big venues or go somewhere on like a trip or they're just doing, I think it's at Provisions, which is a, which is a local bar in Amador County. They're like, here's the date, here's the time, share the post. Anybody who can be there, be there. 
so I think I'm going to go. My life is insane and crazy right now. I am going to try to pop in for a couple hours just to see. I am really curious who's going to show up. I'm curious if people will actually come from outside of the county and show up. Or is it going to be the same 10 people that I see on Facebook or that I see at Walmart every day? Like, oh, hey, how you been? Good. You? Good. Cool. Enjoy your drink. Have a great night. You know, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm really curious to see the power of social media and whether or not anybody who actually moved out and left this county behind, like people from, say, Sacramento or the Bay Area or Tahoe. You're, you're, you're savages of the world. Yeah, absolutely. The people that took a step outside our little world and actually left. That was I, my original plan, but I never did it. I could just tell you yeah. that a year from now, yeah, when I inevitably get contacted about something from my graduating class yeah uh savage will not be going no not a fan no i i'll check it out listen I, man they're, 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 you, you want to know the sad part yes I is, do. is 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 right now if i was to think about high school mm-hmm. there was only really five people that i that i would care to congregate or touch base with okay one of them's you. Uh-huh. I see your ass enough. I don't need to yeah. drive to Jackson. To this is true. Right? You're not even in my class. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. One of my best friends has passed away. Uh-huh. Harry's gone. Right. Yes, unfortunately. Right? Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we lightly touched on it. His sister and I are no longer really on speaking terms. Right. Because of past relationships. Was she in your class stuff. as well? No, she no. was a freshman. I was okay. a senior. Got you. That's right. <laughs> The only two people in my class that I would really, really want to touch base with that I haven't had any conversations with or I haven't really talked to is one is Jesse Higgins. And, you know, unfortunately, that guy's kind of all over the place. Yeah, he probably won't make it down. For He's Portland. probably not going to yeah. make it. No. And number two uh, is my buddy uh, that was one of my best friends, too, is Jason Allen. Right. And he, right. you know, he ran on tough times, got into some stuff, and that's not something I see him going to. So. Right, right, right. And even if he was, I wouldn't probably go all the way up there just for that because, you know, you haven't seen somebody in 20 years or whatever. Sure, 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 sure. So. Well, what's interesting about this one is most of the time there's a lot of prep involved. My class, I will say, we're either really busy or really lazy or probably a little bit of both because I remember when we hit the 10-year mark, somebody came into the diner, I don't remember who it was, and said, hey, we're looking to do a 10 year reunion, or maybe it was 15. It was either 10 or 15. Is this where we can find you? I said, absolutely. They said, okay, keep your ears open. We'll be in touch. And then I never heard anything again. And now here we are at the 30 and somebody just, hey, please share this post. Class of 93, we're meeting at a bar in Sutter Creek at this night at seven o'clock. Would love to see you there. Be there. And if you can, share the post. Like, there's no, like, let's get addresses and send somebody a mailer. Let's get on the phone and call somebody and see if they can make it. It's just, hey, share this post. If you can be there, cool. If not, well, that sucks. But good luck with you. Good luck with your life. So, yeah, man, I'm on the fence. Uh, My my life's kind of insane right now. But uh, with some personal things, which I'll touch on in a minute. But I am going to try to be there. I have to admit, I have some selfish reasons for being there too, because now that I am a real estate agent, one of the things you're supposed to do is touch your sphere of influence. And your sphere of influence is your family and your close friends. So the only way that people know you're a realtor is by putting yourself out there and going places and being around people and making them aware of it. So these are people that I grew up with that are more than likely homeowners that may could possibly be looking to make a change in their lives. And uh, unless I'm there and able to connect with them and let them know what I do, I, hey, you never know. I can make a connection and get some business out of it. So there are selfish ulterior motives for my reason on wanting to go. Now, does that mean that I'm 100% going to go? There's a chance I might not make it still just because life's crazy. But I am going to attempt it. So if I do, look for an update on future podcasts. I can't wait that, for that. As to how that went. Um so uh as we discussed prior to taking our little break i uh took a trip you went to hawaii which we discussed uh i went for the first time uh, my wife and i are now pretty much seasoned mexico travelers we have been to ensenada 
We have been to Cabo twice. We have been to Cancun. This trip, we did the island of Cozumel. And this was my first time going to Mexico in June. Usually my wife and I, because her birthday is in January, mine's in October, and uh, our anniversary's in October. Did I say her birthday was in January? Excuse me. I could get, I'm glad she doesn't listen. Her birthday's in September. Mine's in October. And also our wedding anniversary's in October. So that's when we have a tendency to travel. So I will say this. Uh, Cozumel is an island. And it was June. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you what my phone said. It's 80-something degrees. But with the humidity, it feels like 110. So it was one of those situations where you stepped outside and you were like, dude, my arms were sweating. My watch was like sliding down my arm with sweat. We'd be sitting at the table in the morning, looking out at the ocean, having breakfast. And I don't know what this part of the legs called, like your leg armpit. Right. (laughs) Behind the knee. I call it the leg armpit. Yeah. yeah. Was sweating. Leg pit. The leg pit had sweat dripping down into my shoes. Like, I'm sorry if I'm grossing anyone out right now. But fuck, it was hot. It was humid, not hot, humid, uh, which I didn't, I hadn't experienced. I felt humidity in Mexico before, but not on this level because we've never traveled in June. Uh-huh. So that was one thing. Cozumel is beautiful. I've never seen such clear blue water. Uh, I did snorkeling for the first time. Have you ever done that? Absolutely. Went snorkeling in. Uh, I've never done that. In the Hawaii's. So we booked a trip from this guy. His name's Tiger. Tiger Trips. And he's this uh, Hispanic dude in Cozumel that's famous for taking people out and helping them snorkel. So we get on this boat, his boat, the tiger boat, and he takes us out and he takes us to a first spot that's pretty deep. And he, we follow him and he says, this way, family, this way. And he shows us where all he, he swims down and shakes some stuff and there are all these fish coming out. We're seeing all these amazing fish. Then he drives us to another spot where we can see sea turtles. He's this way, family. Sea turtles. And I've got pictures diving down and looking at starfish and sea turtles. It was amazing. Then he takes us to an amazing shallow spot, parked the boat. But in the shallow spot, the water is so fucking blue, dude. And you see rays, uh, manta rays, devil rays. I don't know what they are, but rays, stingrays, swimming through the water in the shallow. I don't think they're stingrays because those are dangerous. These are the safe ones, whatever they are, rays of some sort swimming around and they're beautiful dude and the water's shallow you can stand up and it's so crystal clear and blue and while we're waiting he's got a guy on the boat whipping up fresh guacamole with tortilla chips Uh, of course and he brings it out he's got a guy to bring it out and they're making margaritas and drinks so we're looking at rays we just snorkeled and saw these amazing fish and starfish and sea turtles and he's serving us up chips with homemade mexican guacamole best guacamole i've ever eaten and uh and margaritas dude it was incredible it was an incredible i've never done that i will definitely snorkel again that was phenomenal but the thing about this trip aside from the heat and the snorkeling i've never traveled with my in-laws before so this trip okay was a spur of the moment trip for my uh, mother my wife's mom lorraine's 70th birthday she got covid last november had a bit of a mild stroke due to the COVID. Nothing bad. She's doing really well. But she was like, you know what? I'm turning 70. I want to go. We're going. Mexico. Um, so we traveled with them. So it was interesting having seniors in tow. Because she's 70. Her husband, Tom, is 75. So we had seniors in tow on a trip. I've never done that since getting divorced and meeting Amber. Uh, so getting on planes, getting into airports, doing excursions, doing outings, all very different. When it's just normally Amber and I, we just worry about what we want to do and we go. Right. Well, now you have to consider uh, what a senior citizen would want to do. And most of the time what they wanted to do was sit by the beach, drink margaritas, smoke cigars and bullshit. And, you know, they didn't really want to go anywhere or do anything, which is fine. That's that's their it's their vacation, too. Right. So we did one outing into town where the ladies wanted to shop and Amber's mom came with us. But the rest of the times we'd be like, hey, we're going snorkeling. Do you want to go? Nope. Okay, we'll see you when we get back. Hey, we're going out to see the ruins. Do you guys guys want to go? Nope. Okay, we'll see you when we get back. Hey, we're renting a, a, a dune buggy 
and we're gonna go drive around and uh, and see some cool sights. We're gonna go out to the lighthouse and go out. You guys want to go? Nope. Okay, we'll see, see you when we get back. So basically what ended up happening is we would eat with them. We would hang out by the beach at the pool with them. When we hung out at the resort, we spent time with them. But anytime that we left the resort or did most excursions or outings, yeah. they didn't come. And that, and they were fine with it. We were fine with it. They were fine with it. Um, and it, it, it all turned out really well. And it was a beautiful trip until Sunday night. Uh, so Sunday night, so we flew out. Tuesday night and I got into we got into Cozumel Wednesday so we were there from Wednesday until Tuesday morning when we were going to fly out so we've had Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday an amazing trip Sunday I get a call and I don't have really good service out here in Cozumel so I see I missed a call from my ex-wife uh, I see that I missed the call and then I see a text that says, call me ASAP. I need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? Because pretty much since my kids have been grown, my ex-wife and I, and I'm not complaining, <laughs> haven't really had to talk that much. Right. Now that the kids are older and they're doing their own things, her and I don't need to communicate that much. And I'm okay with that. And, I, and she's okay with that. We we probably prefer it that way. It's It's okay. We're good with that. So when I get this call, like, I missed call and then I see text me a call me as ASAP with exclamation point. Oh shit, what's going on? So I call. I get into a space where I got service on the beach and I call her and she's frantic, in tears, screaming. I can barely understand what she's saying. But what I get out of it is Will and his girlfriend were in a really bad car accident. Will, my son, and his girlfriend Rihanna. We're in a very terrible car accident on Latrobe Road, and they might be dead. That's what I get out of it. But it's like, that's what it sounds like. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold the phones. Okay, holy crap, holy shit, oh my God. So they were in a car accident on Latrobe. You're telling me they were hella flighted, and you're hearing they could be dead. She's like, I don't know, no one's calling me, no one's calling me. I said, okay, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to start looking online, seeing what we can find. Uh, call me if you hear anything, and I'll call you if I find anything out. Hang up. And her folks were walking on the beach. So her folks, her daughter, my wife, they're all there. They're, what's going on? I go, oh, my God. I just, sounds like my son was in a head-on collision with his girlfriend on Latrobe Road, and it was bad, like really bad. Like, And it sounds like it was his fault. Speeding was involved. So my wife, she's a genius with this. She's on every Facebook emergency page known to man. So she starts pulling them up. She finds three different posts about the accident. They all say head on, they all say speeding. They all say helicopters were involved that took away my son and his girlfriend. Right. The other car was okay. They were in a big massive truck. They went to the hospital, but they were okay. Nothing says fatality. If there's one thing I've learned about the internet, that if somebody can put information out there, first to be the first one to do it if they had heard fatality it would have been in one of those posts right none of the posts so i i, I take a deep breath i'm still freaking out right of course say so okay and this would have been difficult if you were in i own right let Correct. alone yeah in mexico there's really nothing you can do with that no point. no it's sunday night ain't no airplanes going and if you've learned anything from your flying what airports do now is they've minimized the number of flights in order to cram as many people on a plane as they can. So we had like, initially we were supposed to fly from Sacramento to Dallas-Fort Worth to Chicago, then Mexico. They took out the Chicago and gave us a five hour layover in Dallas-Fort Worth. So there's no rushing to get a plane. Like there's no like, I'm okay. So I don't see anything about fatality. Like I'm like, okay, breathe. Fuck, what do we do? Uh, and I'm like, why haven't anyone been notified? And my wife's like, well, they're adults. They're both 22 years old. There's no law that says you got to notify parents when they're adults. They're The doctors and the first responders are just focused on getting them where they got to be and healthy. So I'm like, shit. So I text my wife. I found these three posts. None, nothing, says, nothing says fatality. So hopefully they're going to be okay. She goes, can you send me the post? So I screenshot her what we found. 
I go back to the hotel. My wife and the family are going to go get something to eat. I go back to the hotel. I'm waiting on the phone to ring now. At this point, I'm vacation mode shut down for a minute. Uh, I can't do anything. I can't focus on anything else, obviously. So I'm sitting in the hotel room and my wife calls me. Hey, UC Davis Medical Center just called me to let me know that Will has been a really bad accident. They couldn't give me any details, but they wanted me to know that he's on his way to UC Davis. I gave them your ex-wife's number and said, well, you need to call her. I have no clue how they got Amber's phone number. Right. Amber's never taken Will to the doctor, never been involved, but I don't know if they just looked up Adams's and found a female Adams because Carrie is no longer Carrie Adams. She's Carrie Gibbs because she's remarried. So I don't know if that's what happened, but whatever. I said, hey, UC Davis is going to be calling you. She goes, they did. I'm on my way. So she's going to UC Davis. I'm just sitting, you know, knees bouncing, pacing. It. In Mexico. Yeah, in Mexico, trapped. Waiting. Yeah, yeah, trapped, basically, and waiting to just hear any kind of news. So I go, fuck it. I get tired of waiting, and I call the lady back that called um, Amber. Right. She goes, well, I can't give you much information, but here's the main number to the hospital. Uh, They may be able to tell you more. I can only tell you what I know so far and that he's there. Uh, His girlfriend's going to a different hospital. Of shit. Okay. Um, I'm about to call the main number, and the ex, my ex, Carrie, calls me and says, "I'm here. He's here. Um, fully broken jaw, uh, three broken ribs, bruises, lacerations, cuts all over his entire body, and a small brain bleed. Um, and we're they're trying to patch him up, and he'll be having surgery on his jaw either tomorrow or the next day. I go okay." I take a deep breath. Fuck. Okay. If the brain bleeds, not bad. A broken jaw, broken ribs will heal. Surgery on a jaw. He'll have to drink through a straw for a while. Broken ribs. There's nothing they can do but bind him up and wait for those to heal up. He's going to be okay. Then my wife says, but the girlfriend is in much worse shape. She took the brunt of it. Uh, Broken arm. Uh, From what I was hearing broken neck, broken back. They don't know if she'll ever walk again. So I'm like, holy shit. Oh my God. So now I'm just really worried about her. And then, you know what you do as a parent? You start thinking to the future. Right. I'm now not so worried about Will anymore because I think broken jaws and ribs, that'll heal. But I'm now thinking like, oh my God, when he comes to, if he finds out that this accident was his fault and his girlfriend may never walk again, how is he going to react? What is he going to do? How is he going to live with it? Because he loves this girl. They're living together. He absolutely is head over heels in love with her. Mm-hmm. He's, he's in love. It's his first serious relationship. They're living together. He is in love. I'm like, oh my God, how is he going to react? And oh my God, what is the family thinking? The, the, the I've never met the girlfriend or their family. What are they thinking? What are they going to do? Their daughter. Holy shit. I'm like, Bill, stop. You can't do that. You can't think ahead. Right. Let's just take care of right now. And right now, I know he's at UC Davis, which is an amazing hospital. She's at Kaiser. Uh, and and Will's going to be okay. We know that much. So I try to just limp through the rest of the vacation. You know, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better because I know he's okay. But so Saturday, we had an excursion planned. I did it just to, you know, we paid for it already. Right. Um, did that. I'm doing okay. Um no, excuse me, Monday we had an excursion plan. And then Tuesday morning we get up and we're taking off. But of course, our planes delayed like three times. Our five-hour layover in Dallas-Fort Worth turns out to be seven. Because they change a tire on the plane and fix something with the toilet. They changed our gate like five times. And at this point, everybody's getting grumpy. Like the seniors, the seniors are mad. Just so you know, yeah. th- this is one of the few times I'm glad we don't have video. Yeah. Because you're like telling this like super serious yeah. story about your son, right? And you're telling me your frustrations with the airport. And I'm smiling right now because yeah. this is all shit that I've dealt with traveling oh, yeah. for work. So like, I'm it's like, fun. you're yeah. like, oh, this isn't happening. Stop. Delayed two more hours for a tire. Right, I, yeah, I think yeah. we talked about like I went to Denver one time and I was delayed two hours because they couldn't find the pilot. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. Like, you know, so I'm la- I'm laughing or I'm smiling because yeah, yeah. all of these airport shits are like I'm like yeah. That's you know exactly what's funny right. is everyone I talk to says oh delays, 
Uh, delays and gate changes are super common. I guess I've been blessed because this was the first I've never and layovers. I've never had I've had an hour or two layover. I've never had a five hour layover and I've never had it turn into a seven hour layover and I've never had five gate changes. But I'm hearing from more and more people like you that, yo, that shit's common. You just been real lucky, like yeah. real lucky, yeah. like because I've flown quite a bit now. So anyway, seven hour layover. I, I get, just wanted to get that out. Yeah, no, you're telling this story and I'm smiling. It's the truth. No, it is. <laughs> I hear you. So I get home at 3 a.m., sleep for about four hours, and then I get up and I'm off to the hospital. Um, and at this point, William's unconscious. Like he's not, they've got him sedated. They don't want him waking up, doing any more damage to his jaw or his ribs. And they're going to keep him out. Uh, they've stitched up all his cuts that need stitches. They've cleaned them all up. They're tanned into the bruises. He's just out. There's nothing you can do. Basically, we're just sitting there and looking at him. Um, and then Tuesday goes, he goes into surgery for his jaw. And it's pretty cool. Normally, they used to have to wire the jaw, uh-huh. which is very evasive and very difficult to heal from. Now they don't. They make an incision and go under, and they put a plate in. So there's no more wiring of it, and it should heal much more quickly. So he has the full-on surgery on the jaw. It goes well. The ribs were waiting to heal. And, uh, and uh, he's been stitched up. So I'm still worried more about the girlfriend than him, but now we're waiting for him to come to, to start to be reactive and to respond. And this is when now we're two, three days, I'm back now two or three days, I start to learn that yes, he only had a small brain bleed that will heal on its own, but on a scale of one to 10 concussion wise, he had a nine. And he also had something called a DIA, which is a certain type of brain trauma that you know when you get a medical term and you haven't heard of it before right. and you look it up online and it's like the biggest fucking mistake you could ever make in your whole entire life. So I look up DIA or DAI. I, forget, I think it's DIA. I could be wrong on that. Some kind of brain trauma. And it's like people never wake up. They don't recover. A certain percentage of people die. And I'm like, oh my God, shut this down. Don't ever look that up ever again. Right. It's fucking awful, man. Like... So I'm now learning that his brain damage could cause him to not wake up, to not be responsive for a very long time. Like, we've got a long road ahead of us. Because they, what they do is they've got him on uh, all this stuff to keep him asleep, keep him sedated. So what they started to do is slowly bring that down. And what would happen is, is he wasn't conscious. He wasn't aware of what was going on. But because of the brain damage, his body would cause him to kick and flail. Right. And try to sit up. But we'd be going, Will, Will, talk to me, buddy. Open your eyes, Will. We're here, Will. What's up, Will? Are you okay? Talk to us, Will. What's your name? Nothing. But he's going, Aah! and flailing his arms. It's like Frankenstein's monster. At one point, before they strapped his arms and legs down, he, he kicked his leg up, and the nurse, like, ducked. He almost kicked a nurse in the face. And I guess in the middle of the night, he was kicking and flailing so badly that it took four nurses to hold him down and to get him restrained until they could kick the medicine back up and have him stop. So basically what they were doing is for three or four days, they were doing that every day, bringing the medicine down. He would freak out and be kicking and flailing, but he wasn't really there. It's just his body's natural reaction from the brain damage. And then they'd crank it back up and put him back to sleep. So we were looking at this could possibly go on for weeks, months, or just a day or two. We didn't know. So, um, just a couple of days in, like this happened Sunday, the surgery was on his jaw was Tuesday. I'd say come the weekend, he started opening his eyes and being responsive. And, um, the first thing I saw was the nurse said, Hey, Will, can you give us a thumbs up? And he slowly popped one thumb up or, Hey, Will, if you're want some water or something to drink, can you stick your tongue out? And he just kind of poked the tip of his tongue out. So like, okay, he's there. He's hearing us. He's responsive. So that was amazing. And then he's opening his eyes and you can't really tell what he can see, but he's trying to look around. Uh, And then the next day he started asking for things. I was like, hey, Will, buddy, are you okay? Can I get you anything? He said, lunch. And I was like, oh, you, you can't eat yet, buddy. You can't eat. So is there anything else? 
soda. I'm like, I don't think you can have soda yet. And the guy's like, how about some ice chips? I can get you ice chips, dude. The nurse is bringing it. So I'm spoon feeding him ice chips and he's crunching on the ice chips. I'm like, do you like that? You want more? Yes. Like that's kind of how he's communicating. Um, it went from that to the next day time when I came, physical therapy had him standing up at the foot of the bed, taking steps, mm-hmm. and he was sitting up. And uh, I couldn't come in while they were doing that. So the door was closed, but he looked over at me. And I did one of the man nods. You know how when you see somebody, you go, what's up? And you nod your head. And he looked over and nodded. And he said that they said, the nurses said, he said, my dad's out there. So he said, dad, he, when his mom was there, he said, I love you, mom. Like he was talking to people and aware. Um, so it, it, with the severity of his concussion and with the DAI or the DIA, right. I forget what it is. It's nothing short of a miracle. We're very, very lucky. Many people never wake up from this. Or if they do wake up from it, they're not the same. I was preparing Max because Max was there with me. I said, you know, your brother's personality could never be the same. Like, he could be changed forever. We don't know. He's going to have to learn to walk, learn to talk, learn to... Basically, it's like having a baby again. Like, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, but... I knew Will was still in there. I said, he might not be the same person he was, but at one point he goes, Dad, did you bring your phone? I was like, yeah, I got my phone. Yeah. Like, can I use it to call my girl? Because unfortunately at this point, we have not told him that his girlfriend's in bad shape. I said, no, bud, it's not a good idea for you to talk to your girl right now. Um, We need you to rest. We don't want you to get too worked up. He goes, well, the nurse said that it was up to you. So I know that's a lie. And I'm like, okay, Will. <laughs> that's the old Will I know. Like, And the nurse comes back in and goes, hey, Will, is there anything I can get for you? And he goes, yes, a new father. And I went, oh, there he is. I said, hey, Max, remember what I said about it? it might not be the same Will? No, it's the same Will. The same smart ass motherfucker is still in there, which just... Max and I were both laughing. And he's like, that wasn't really nice what he said. And I go, dude, you got to understand right now. That's just pure frustration. He misses his girl. He doesn't fucking understand what's going on. Because at one point he told Max, oh, you're here? When did you start working here? And Max goes, I don't work here, dude. They just make me, they had us wearing gowns and masks because there was a bit of a COVID scare in one of the other units. So we had to mask up and gown up before we went in. Uh, And uh, he said, no, they're just making us wear this because of COVID. And he went, and kind of laughed. But then later on, Will's going, man, I hate the hospital. I just want to get out of here. And Max was like, yeah, I hate hospitals too. I had to spend some time in the hospital as a kid. And he goes, well, you can't hate it that much. You work here. <laughs> and, you know, so the brain's still not. Right. And he goes, I go, but he doesn't work here. Your brother works at a pizza place. We're just here to see you. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know. I thought he was volunteering. I go, no, no. But, yeah, he's in there, dude. And it, and it's got, thank God, uh I can tell you this, man, the overwhelming generosity from people has blown my mind. We started a GoFundMe, Mm -hmm. and this is a tight time right now. The economy is really hard. Gas prices are up. Interest rates are up. Inflation's up. People are struggling right now. Yeah. And there have been $500 donations, $200,000 donations for my son's GoFundMe. I am just so blown away by the generosity of people, uh, humanity in general, for anybody that says people are assholes and people as a whole aren't good. It's amazing. And then the outpouring, the people's resharing the GoFundMe and reaching out to me directly and asking, you know, telling me, you know, it's the standard. I'm so sorry. If there's anything I can do, let me know. Right, right. There really isn't anything anybody can do, but I'm getting so many of those messages. I'm being so bombarded by those messages. I'm just blown away by the kindness and the generosity of people. Our little community has really, our family and friends and community have rallied around Will uh, so much. And uh, you know what? We've got a really long road ahead of us. Rehab and recovery is not going to be easy, but thank God he's 22, so he's young. Had this happened to him, me or you, could be a different ball game. Right. Uh, you know, at 40 something, we don't bounce like we used to. So being that he's 22 and he's a fucking fighter and I'm starting to see that will attitude 
gives me a lot of hope that he's going to bounce back and be ready to go. That there may not be too much long-term damage from the brain trauma. I'm just keeping hope alive. And and uh, and it's so good to see him bouncing back like this and doing really well. It was really scary. It was like touch and go for a few days. The unknown is fucking scary, you know? Yeah. The like, you know, hey, he might not be able to walk. He might not be able to talk. He may not be the same person anymore. But we're not going to know until he wakes up. Right. Right. So he woke up, and it's the moment I start to see that will attitude, and the moment I see PT standing him up at the foot of the bed and watch him take a couple steps, I'm like, "Thank you, Jesus." You know, I uh, I I know he's gonna be okay. You know, it's that jelly roll to go touch. We'll do talk about jelly roll in three episodes. I only talk to God when I need a favor. And right. God, I need a favor. Right. Like, there isn't anything more true than that right there. When. When somebody you love and care about so much goes through something like that, you're just like, everybody's like, I'm sending prayers, I'm sending positive vibes. And I grew up in the church. I don't pray much, man. And uh, But you start praying right then and there. And those lyrics, I thought about that constantly. I only talk to God when I need a favor. And my God, I need a favor right now. Please, Jesus. Like, I'm sorry. Like, don't let something bad happen to my son, you know? And... Uh, and I, and I think we're going to be okay. So now I have again shifted. I want his girlfriend to walk. That and, and, and they're saying she's feeling sensation in one of the legs, the leg they were worried about, really worried about. She's got some sensation, which is a great sign. She's had several surgeries because, you know, one arm broken, fusion to the neck and the spine, like really awful stuff. But so she's probably going to be in a lot of pain for a very long time, but She's young too. And I'm then that now that's where I only talk to God when I have a favor and God, we need a favor. We need her to, I want her to come through rehab and walk and, and have a, be able to go back to work at some point and have a functional life. Like it's not going to be easy. She's got every bit as long. She may have a longer road than will now. I don't know, but so have, does will know yet about the girlfriend? As far as I know that, I'm not there. Uh, one of the days I'm not there. The girlfriend's mom, who loves Will, apparently they love Will. Will loves her. They get along really well. Like he was living with her daughter and they got along really well, apparently. My ex wife and her mom were going to come and she was going to like break it to him, like, hey, Will, how you doing? Like the mom was going to say, I just want you to know, you know, kind of break it to him gently that she's hurt. She can't talk right now, but she loves you. She knows you love her. I'm passing the messages along, but she's healing up. But they wanted to wait until Will was mentally as ready as he could be. Right. Because that's the thing is he's starting to ask. Like I told you, he asked for my phone to call her. And I kind of had to lie and be like, dude, you can't call her right now. You can't. It's just not a good idea. You need to rest. Really, I just didn't want him calling her because she wasn't going to answer because right. she can't because their phones were destroyed in the wreck. She's in the hospital. And then he's going to go, why is she not answering the phone and start wondering what's up? So, but he's cognizant enough. He asked, he's like, I don't remember the accident. What happened? Do you know? I said, dude, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I'm not telling him that I read online that it looked like there was some speeding going on and it was his fault. I'm not going to tell him that. Obviously he'll learn that down the road too. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, no. So I don't know. I haven't had an update. I'll update you on that, but I don't know how that went yet. It says as of when we're recording this, it's supposed to be happening today. So, I don't know how that's going to go. I'm hoping that he's ready enough that it, by seeing the girlfriend's mom and having her say, you know, she's hurt, but she's okay. She had her surgeries. Um, well, I'll tell you this, man, like as you're telling me the story and, and, and <laughs> so this was like, I, I'm not afraid of much. Right. You know, I'm a grown man. Like, you yeah. Know, my mom saw something and somebody sent it to her and was like, hey, is this Bill's son? Right. And then so she was happened to be here and she sent it to me. And I was like, I mean, his name's William. That age is close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, I was like, they're like, are you going to send something to Bill? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I, 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 like. <laughs> If you've listened to this podcast for the five, last five years, you know that, you know, it's it's tough to make me speechless and not know what to say. Right. Absolutely. And, and uh, I was like, man, 
he's in Mexico. Like, what if it's not his kid? I don't want to freak out. I don't know. Right, right. And I don't know what to say. Like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was hard. Yeah. And and Kim was like, if if it was reversed, would you want him to say something to you? Right. And I was like. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't. I mean, yeah, 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 for sure, dude. For it's, sure. Like, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard situation. So, like, I just was like, "Hey, man, how's it going? Are you still in Mexico?" Because I wasn't sure when you were coming back, and right. like, you yeah. were answering me normally, and I was like, right. "Oh, okay." Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, my mom just saw something, and and I, I wasn't sure if it was you." And then you're like, "You were like, yeah, unfortunately, it was like." And I was like, "Oh man, is there anything I can do? You know, go through yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, Not sure. much I can do right now no, either. Of course. You know? Yeah. But it was a, it was a, it was a hard thing to to to. I I was like, I, I want to say something, but I a I don't want to be wrong. B right. like if it is like he's sure. in Mexico, I don't want to freak him out if I'm the first one telling him. Right, right, right. You know, so it was a it, you know it was a weird situation, but. Uh, as you were telling me the story right now, kind of everything that was going on, my first thought was, I wonder if, you know, his girlfriend was worse off. Yeah. It sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Body wise. Body wise. Yeah. And I, and I, I understand how like my first fear when you were telling me that was like, her parents were like, F this dude. Like he almost killed my daughter. Right. And that was what I, and so to hear that, you know, they love him and they care about him and, yes. and, and that's not that right. is, 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 you know, there are so many scenarios you start playing out because the first thing I'm like, as soon as I hear it, it's his fault, I'm like, I'm so worried about him. So worried about his girlfriend. But then I'm like, are the other people okay? Right. How are they? And all I've heard, I, I haven't heard a lot, but from what I hear, they were in a big giant truck. And he's in a 90 or early 2000s Honda Civic. So him, he's shredded. Theirs is beat up. But they're, they were taken to the hospital on precaution, but they were fine from what I heard. And, you know, the thing about the Internet is you don't know what's true and what's not. I heard there was a baby in the car, but then later I heard there was no one under the age of 21 in that car. Um, but they were taken, I think, to Amador Hospital, and I think that they're fine. It was just a precautionary thing. So I'm like, okay, huge sigh of relief there. Cause you know, his insurance will pay for their vehicle, but insurance only does so much. If they're hurt, you got to start, you know, you don't want your mind to go there, but yeah. you're like, here come the lawsuits. Right. Absolutely. If these people are all of a sudden their back hurts and it could still happen. And, 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 yeah. and, and that's like, I think that's the hard part too, with how you process or what you, how you look at things. Right. Like there's a part of, 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 of like there's a certain person where like you have to be like you know thank thank to whoever you want to thank right you're alive yes she's alive right could have been much worse yes let's just be happy with this right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then there's also the real life stuff right like yeah. Once this is cleared up, like, and as an adult, I think we think about those things more. Yes. Oh, right? for sure. Like, yeah. Like, what's the future going to look like? Because this is a life altering type thing. Oh, 100%. Whether it be physically, financially, like yeah. all of those things. Like, and those things as an adult. Yeah, yeah freak us out you can't shut it down let alone yeah, yeah, about yeah, our child right yeah you're trying to just keep telling yourself just live in the now focus on the now but you're like oh fuck he has an apartment and uh what's going to happen with his insurance and is he going to be able to get another car will he be able to drive all those things what about the other people in their vehicle what about his girlfriend so right now currently um a big part of what the gofundme will go for is continuing to pay his portion of the rent so we've been paying that directly to the his girlfriend Rihanna's mother, and because they have an apartment, they have a low income apartment in Jackson. And if anybody's familiar with the process of getting on low income apartments, you get on a waiting list for a very fucking long time, and you're lucky for something to come open and you can get in. And the beauty of low income apartments is they gauge it to your income and they charge you rent based on your income. So if they lose that, they're fucked. They right. don't. So right now, a lot of that money is going to pay the rent. But then, you know, unfortunately for the kind of jobs they were doing, the other thing you have to think about is, yes, you can get on, uh, what is it, disability? 
it's kind of a joke though, the amount of right. money they're going right. to get. So you're like, okay, we need this money to pay their rent, but we also need this money so they can provide for themselves in the future. Because who knows when they're going to go back to work, when, if ever, you know, we don't know. Right, and right. Uh, it's it's so much. It's the brain. You you realize how powerful your brain is because it can go in thirty different directions. You're like, oh my god, I'm worried about Will now. I'm worried about his girlfriend now. I'm worried about those people over there that were in the truck. I'm worried about his future. I'm worried about her future. Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to take care of these guys? I've got to go back to. And I'm, then I start thinking about me. I got to go back to work because what the all the doctors are like. You got a long road ahead of you. You're going to be able to have 24 hour care for him at home. And I'm like. Well, his, my ex-wife doesn't work, but she's got other kids. We do need to leave the house. We'll do our best. They said, well, he'll go from here to a rehab facility. But then after the rehab facility, he could still need help. Like, right. uh, we don't know. We don't, we don't. That's again, that unknown. It's super scary. You just don't fucking know. But you're thinking about it. You got to consider it a bit. Mm -hmm. If you're a, a, a responsible adult, that kind of, as much as you don't want to, you've got to. It's like, it's a weird thing. But yeah, man, it's like there's 58 million scenarios that could come out of this and we don't know. But the doctor basically did tell my ex-wife, like, tell them you have 24-hour care at the house for them. Even if you don't think you do, you tell them that you do. Because if you tell them you don't, then they're going to send him to like a shitty like nursing home type place because they think he's going to be there long term. But at the shitty nursing home type place, he's not going to get the the rehab, the, the, the occupational therapy, personal training therapy. He won't get the really good therapy he needs. Right. They're just going to put him somewhere because they know nobody can watch him. And basically he's just going to be watched and it'll be like a convalescent old people type home. You tell him you got 24 hour care. They're going to send him to the best place possible to get him ready to come home where he's going to get the physical therapy, the occupational therapy, the, the, the work's going to be done. Right. So he's like, even if you don't think you do, you tell them you do. You tell them you do, and you push for this place. The doctor was really cool about that, and he also said, and he's got to have a room downstairs. And and I'm like, fuck, all our bedrooms are upstairs except mine. And my ex said, well, we have a playroom downstairs that we can convert into a bedroom if he needs to come home and stay with somebody, which he probably there's a good chance will for a little bit. Uh, we'll make it work. She's like, but look, she's like, she told me, look, I know we haven't always seen eye to eye or gotten along, but there may be times I need you to come here and sit with him so I can take my girl somewhere or do something or have a life. You know, I'm like, we'll figure that out when we get there. You know, again, I know we need to think ahead to that, but right now I'm here, but we'll figure it out. We'll right. figure it out. But that's all scenarios we got to think about. Like, so the next step, the good news is Yesterday, prior to recording this podcast, he was moved from ICU. He's doing well enough that he no longer needs to be in intensive care and moved to like a different floor to a regular room where now he can have more visitors, more people in the room at a time. And that's also a good sign that they feel he's on the right path. And I hear all the doctors and nurses saying, wow, you're doing great. You're doing really well. This is amazing. Like the way he's speaking, the way he's interacting, the way he's everything he's doing, he's on the right path like to doing much better so uh, that's all positive and you know i haven't gotten to see him since he's changed rooms i'll probably go uh tomorrow i'll be there in the afternoon evening and uh with more updates to come on the podcast i'm sure there'll be more updates this is going to be a long road so a lot of work um and it's difficult because like i said i'm not just since this i was on vacation for seven days and then i got off vacation and took the rest of that week off and it spilled over into the next week where I haven't really, prior leading up to the vacation, I was door dashing seven days a week, every single day to make money and still going hard on the real estate to try to make something happen. So that stopped. And I did close an escrow right before I left for vacation, which was about six grand. If you, as an adult know, six grand, don't last long when you got mortgage and car payment. Right, right. So I have got. I do to, know. <laughs> I know you do. You know as well as anybody. I got to get back to work. That's the thing. Is like as much as I want to be there with them every day, I've got to start allowing myself and being okay with the fact that I can't. You know, I've got to pay the bills. Carrie is blessed. Her husband makes great money. He manages a tire shop in Jackson that does really well, and he makes really good money. 
So, and she has the ability to stay home as a stay at home mom. She's going to have to take the brunt of a lot of this. It's going to be not going to be easy. Like having a baby again, you know, it may be, I don't know. We're going to find out, but so that's a blessing. But unfortunately my wife makes better money than I do, but not enough to where I can fall off the face of the earth and be gone. I got to bring in money. I promised her when I got into real estate, the one thing I promised was I said, I will not let you shoulder my burden of the bills. I am not going to have you kicking it. I will pay my portion of the bills no matter what happens. If it means I got to quit real estate and get a regular job to do it, I will. But I promise you this because I stepped away from a salary. I'm not going to make you suffer. And I've stayed true to that. Thanks to door dashing has been a really blessing. You know, it's flexible, allows me to bring in money and allows me to continue real estate. So that's been a huge blessing in my life. Uh, but I don't have the luxury to not to just stay home with Will or just to be at the hospital every day. I've got to get back to work because I really haven't done much since I left for the the trip on the like 21st. And we're now well into when we're recording this. It's July. When you're hearing it, it's August. But no, it's still July. It's still July. OK, so we're well into July. So, I mean, I got to get back to work regularly. I'm, I'm. It's been hit and miss like a day here, a day there. I got to at least be every day at some point in the mornings and in the afternoons and see him in the evening or so i told my ex-wife i said i'm probably going to be an evening guy because i got to get back to work you know it's just it sucks but i i my mortgage company doesn't care yeah you know, i'm sure they care but they don't care enough to give me a freebie you know i'm gonna be like hey the sorry about that the house is yours enjoy it you know it, it, it that'd be incredible that, tough break yeah glad to hear he's improving yeah take the next year off of mortgage yeah how incredible would that be it'd be amazing it's not it doesn't happen no no this is the real world where nothing stops because your life has been traumatic you know something traumatic happening in your life doesn't cause the rest of the world to pump the brakes and go okay we'll wait for you doesn't work that way so yeah man that's uh not to be too much of a downer the positive side is he's doing great i didn't want this i i hesitated why i didn't talk about it until now is because I'm sure a lot of people are aware because I've shared the GoFundMe. So the people that are close to us, like family and friends of the podcast, are uh -huh. aware. But reason I didn't talk about it is because I wanted there to be some positive spin to it because I didn't want to... This po this podcast is supposed to be an escape. I didn't want to bring people down. So the good news is, is he's talking and his spirit is there. His attitude is definitely fucking there. And I think that in the long term, he will be back to normal i think well yes this podcast is an escape but it's also about us right and it's true. about the lives that we lead and it's about the you know we didn't stop talking about things when you know my dad was sick right and then he passed away that's and, true and, and and it's and when my uncle passed away yeah it's yeah. It's, it's it's we we started this podcast talk about music correct and then at one point we realized that we are more than that we have all these different likes and stuff right and it became a podcast about us and our lives and things like that so we can't we bring we've brought people into our lives yes and so it's not a downer it's you know just updating people on their What's favorite happening? podcasters. And I'm sure that there's been some curiosity after I shared, because I did share it to the 209 Till Infinity because I wanted the word to get out. Right. So I put it on the 209 Till Infinity Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. And in the process, several people have shared it. So I'm sure that there are people who listen to this podcast who just know me through the podcast who are curious. So I definitely wanted to update people and, and let people know, but I'm glad that there's a definitely glad, 100% glad that there's a positive spin to it. Like, and it, things are going well, just to let everybody know out there, things are going really well for both of them as well as they can go right now. Well, that's a great update. Yeah. We definitely want to hear, uh, more positive updates in coming episodes. More to come uh, for, sure. for, uh, for young will and his, uh, his lovely girlfriend. Yes. Um, I am glad to hear that you, for the most part, except for the end, had a good vacation. It was a it was a pretty amazing. I'd I'd go back to Cozumel. I, I I'd recommend it. I'd recommend it for you and your 
your girl. It's a, I, I thought it was so beautiful, man. I, I really the resort we stayed at a secrets resort. The food was good. The service was amazing. Um, the beach outside the resort was incredible, and the town was really cool. Yeah, man, I had a great time. I would recommend anybody to go to Cozumel. Well, next episode. Yes. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna bring up the energy. Yes, hundred percent guaranteed. And we're gonna bring it up in a flash. No, better than that. Okay, uh, got it. But hopefully, That's for sure. That's hopefully for there'll sure. be a review of the Flash coming in the oh, next week. We talk about Flash. We're gonna talk about Indiana Jones. Yes. We're gonna talk about. Uh, I got a. I got. I got some travel coming up. Yes. I got, I'm going to Monterey for okay. a little bit. Nice. Uh, it's the lovely, uh, the lovely lady named Kim's birthday. Oh, there you go. First birthday together. All right. So yeah, that's a big one. Don't that's... drop the ball. No. Don't drop Hell the ball. No. Uh, so that's coming up. Um, I got some travel coming up. Uh, I'm going to Portland uh, for personal in uh, September to go to a wedding of our good friend Clorox. Nice. Sorry. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Getting married, so we're going to head out there Dope. for that. That's uh, awesome. Congratulations, I, Clorox. Yeah, and then uh, I'll tell you this. I brought it up because I think I caught the message while it was on the while we were recording once that uh, the Mad Cyclone messaged me and was like, hey, just bought four tickets to the Niners-Cleveland game right. in October. Right. One of the tickets is yours for your birthday if you can get to Cleveland. That's right. And I was like, oh, okay, well. I made the decision. I bought the ticket. Yes. So I am going to Cleveland in October. That's incredible, man. And then uh, he he and um, he he went to Iowa State. His dad went to Iowa State, so they follow the football team out there. You know, uh, when they when they can and go watch the old alumni. Turns out the Saturday before the Niner game, Iowa State is playing the University of Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Oh shit! So we're gonna go to that game as well. Dope. That's incredible. And then, uh, depending on the weather, if the weather's good, I'm I'm bringing the golf clubs and we're going to go golfing. Oh, yeah. If the weather looks like it's going to be rough, then uh, probably hit up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame while I'm out there. So So October in Cleveland, I have no clue what weather's like out there. I don't know anything about that. So, yeah, your guess is... Well, in theory, it could be snowing. It also could be 85 with humidity because the world's a crazy place now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll tell you this much. This is the second time now that I am aware of that a cyclone was in town recently. He was. And I am so disappointed. I was in Mexico this last time, and I forget what was going on in my life the prior time he came for a visit. But both times, I want. I, I feel like I know he's not my family, but I feel like he's my family. I feel like I know this man, even though I've never met him. Right. I really want to meet him. And I was so disappointed to see that you guys were like barbecuing or something. And I, I've never been so disappointed to be in Mexico. You know, I was in Mexico. This is prior to learning about my son. And I saw that and I went, shit, I would love to meet that guy. Like, and, and so it's on my list when he's in town. It was really nice. He was in town. uh, And unfortunately he was in town for a celebration of life for a part of his, uh, for someone in his family, they passed away in December. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. And then, you know, they, because of the way that the world works, they waited till like June to have the celebration of life sure. so more people could come and do it. Sure. And so he was in town and it was literally um, the like timing wise. Yeah. It was really rough because he was going to be here for like five days and I wasn't here. Right. At all. Right. And so uh, that weekend I was actually I went to Clovis to go to kim's family reunion okay i spent time down there met a bunch more of the family some nice. people i'd known some people i hadn't met right and it was just at her brother's house it was great we went out in the pool we were eating it went hanging out it was it was an awesome weekend well i told her i said hey if we can i'd like to cut out around you know five o'clock or so on sunday and drive up and have dinner and so we met the mad cyclone his dad um, and uh, my mom and Justin and me and Kim and my brother had just flown in. So my brother and Miranda and the boys, we all had a dinner. Yeah. And we went to El Rosal. Okay. And uh, had Mexican food. And it was really awesome mm. because uh, I had said, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna order what my dad used to order, even okay. though it's not my favorite. My I, dad always got. I think got, I saw you post this. Yeah. You my posted, dad right? yeah. always would get a tostada uh-huh. with a spoon. Okay. Get a spoon. 
<laughs> Get a spoon. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, and then it was funny because my uncle, Mad Cyclone's dad, was like, yeah, Randy always used to get like a tostada, a taco, and an enchilada. Right. So literally three of us all got the Rand. Nice. So yeah. And, That's and, what's up, yeah, dude. Yeah, and it was cool. So we hung out and John had actually never met Brian's wife or kids. Oh, really? In okay. person. So he got to meet them. And then he, you know, he got to see Justin and then meet Kim. So it was a really good uh, That was like dinner. a triple whammy. Yeah, because you know. your brother was in town, too, when he happens to be in right. town. That's amazing, man. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we were only missing you. Ay, shit. I know, man. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I I know, because how often does that guy get into town? Like, well, apparently every time you go on vacation. Uh, yeah, something. <laughs> I don't remember where I was the last time he was here, but I just keep missing the guy, and I really want to meet him. He just well, seems like a special good dude, and I've it's it's on my list of things to do for sure. Glad you had a good vacation. You were able to relax most of the trip. I was. Uh, I prayers really was. up, thoughts up, positive for your son and Thank his you. girlfriend. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will be back. When we are back, we have about one more week in July. Next week is the last week of July, and then we'll be in August. Shit. So yes, we will break out the Christmas stuff. Yeah, that's right. Open, <laughs> open the spirit Halloween store and put out the Christmas tree. We're there going to go, town, man. baby. All right, man, get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have my have. Well, ah, damn it. I did so About time, well. about time. Have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Stay safe, y'all. Peace.